Hi everyone, I'm Gary Lewis and welcome to the Geo Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about glaciers. You may have heard of glaciers being called rivers of ice, and in a way, that's not a bad description. They are made of ice, and they do flow, although much slower than what a river does. And, like a river, they can move an amazing amount of rock material. So let's wind back to the beginning. Where does the ice come from? Well, a glacier forms where you are in a location where snow falls and the snow doesn't all melt away during summer times. And strangely, that can be anywhere on the planet. But as you get closer to the equator, where summers are hotter, then you need to have a rise in altitude. So on the tops of the highest mountains right on the equator, we can form a glacier. So that accumulating snow, that every year more snow gets added to it and added to it and added to it, has to have a fundamental change before it can be called a glacier. The snow needs to be compacted. So when you get a normal snowfall, it weighs around about 50 to 150 kilograms per cubic metre. So there's lots of air still in that snow. But as it gets more snow on top, then the snow gets compacted and the air gets squeezed out of the snow and it comes more dense over time. It loses most of its snow-like features and looks like ice. But that ice won't flow, i.e. it won't become a glacier, until it gets compressed so much that it weighs more around the 800 to 850 kilograms per cubic metre. So very dense ice indeed. Once it's at those levels, that ice can be referred to as glacial ice and it will flow down slope. That whole process from snow falling through to becoming glacial ice can take hundreds of years. So now we have glacial ice and it's moving, we identify glaciers into three basic types. The largest of these we refer to as ice sheets. So large areas of land that are covered by thick glacial ice and it's moving downslope all around the edges. There are ice sheets in Greenland and in Iceland and in Antarctica. They are very, very large bodies of ice indeed. And in fact, glaciers in their totality make up three quarters of all of the fresh water that we have on Earth. Around the edges of those ice sheets, we can sometimes have glacial ice that flows down a valley and they are referred to as mountain glaciers or valley glaciers. In some locations, there is no ice sheet. The snow accumulates high up in a valley and over time becomes glacial ice as it's compressed and just flows down that valley. So we have ice sheets and we've got mountain glaciers or valley glaciers. And the third type of glacier is called a Piedmont glacier. A Piedmont glacier occurs when a valley glacier or an ice sheet meets flat land or the ocean, 
but continues to flow out, being pushed by the ice behind it. So while there's no slope, the glacier continues to move over the flat surface. That's a Piedmont glacier. Now we hear a lot about glaciers retreating due to climate change. That is, the front of the glacier appears to be melting backwards up the valleys. One big misconception is that the ice is actually moving back up the valley. It's not. It continues to move down the valley, but it is melting at a faster rate than it is sliding down the slope. So it appears that the front of the glacier moves up the slope, but the ice is continually moving down the slope and never stops. So really, it's the front of the glacier that appears to be retreating, but the glacier itself is still active. Now, the power of all of this moving ice is amazing when it comes to moving rock material around. So the glacier works in a couple of different ways of doing that. The first thing it can do is pick up chunks of rock on its base. The rock gets embedded in the ice, and as the glacier moves, those chunks of rock act like big bulldozers and scrape away any of the rock material that the glacier moves over. In the process of doing this, it is grinding out a valley, which always end up being U-shaped compared to a river valley that is V-shaped. The front of the glacier, when it melts, drops that rock material into large accumulations of rock and gravel and muds, and these form the glacial deposits that we may be able to recognise even once the glacier has melted and completely disappeared. And in fact, we can find these glacial deposits back through geologic history. So at the end of the Permian, for example, we can actually find glacial deposits that tell us that the planet was in an ice age. We are currently in a period of time where our planet isn't in an ice age and yet we still have glaciers which, because of climate change, are slowly disappearing. But over the last 30 million years, our planet has gone through heating and cooling periods and during the cooling periods, we've had an expansion of the glaciers on the planet. Our last major glaciation period finished around about 10 to 20,000 years ago when the glaciers that covered most of North America, most of Europe and extended in other parts of the world have since started to retreat back to what we see today. So that's it for this episode. In a future episode, I'm going to talk a lot more about those glacial deposits and why they're important for our landscape and understanding what's happened through geologic time. But for now, if you want to find out more information about geology and earth science and landforms, go check us out on geoetc.com. That's G-E-O-E-T-C.com, where you can find more information like this. If you're a teacher, there are classroom activities and posters and videos, or even come with us on one of our trips where we travel to places like Iceland and see glaciation. But for now... Keep on rocking.